RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children, where all of our experts are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. I'm Melanie Cole, and I'm glad you're with us today, parents, because this time of year, our kids have gone back to school. And some of them, most of them are now in person. Some of them are masking. Some of them are vaccinated. If they're lucky, some are not. But we're also concerned about other things that go on in school. I mean, there's still lice and there's still colds and there's still all of these other things. But one of the things that pediatricians and physicians have been seeing is an uptick in respiratory infections, RSV. Joining me is Dr. Claire McCarthy. She's a primary care pediatrician at Boston Children's Hospital. She's also an assistant professor of pediatrics at Harvard Medical School and, of course, a spokesperson for the American Academy of Pediatrics. Dr. McCarthy, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. First, tell us, as we get into this so parents understand, what is RSV? RSV stands for respiratory syncytial virus. It's one of the many viruses that can cause the common cold, but it can really cause a very bad cold, especially for little children. So I've heard about this uptick. Have you seen that? And tell us why you think that is, theories. And I mean, I thought that I heard last year that we were down in flu numbers. Of course, we were all quarantining. Everyone was staying at home. So what is happening now? What do you think is the reason? Well, you know, it's really interesting because RSV is an illness that we pretty much always see starting in the fall, September, October, and going through about March, maybe April. We started seeing cases this summer. And you're absolutely right. Last year was a really quiet winter when it came to flu and other illnesses. And I think, as you say, it was because we were all indoors and masked up and washing our hands and being super careful not to catch COVID. And in doing so, we were super careful not to catch other viruses, too. So it may just be that RSV was hanging out and waiting for us to take our masks off like we started to do this spring because the uptick started like March or April, just around the time when it usually dies down. But we're not really sure if that's the whole reason, because countries in the southern hemisphere that have their summer and winter the opposite times that we do, they saw an uptick in their summer, too, at a time when people were still wearing masks. So we're not really sure what's going on, but it's very unexpected. Yeah, so and one of the things I've been talking to so many docs about is this overlap of COVID and flu and now RSV. This overlap has a lot of experts pretty concerned. We may face two, three, even big issues all at the same time. Can you talk to us a little bit about this co-infection aspect and share the differences between RSV, the flu, and COVID if there's even a way to tell? That's such a good question and such a good point. And you're right, it is a little bit scary to think of RSV and flu and COVID all happening at the same time. And it's especially true just in the sort of everyday sense that these days, any sniffle or cough really needs to get you to the doctor for a COVID test. And so if we're now dealing with a whole bunch of viruses, we're going to be dealing with a lot of kids who are out of school, out of daycare, until we're sure that they do or do not have COVID. So I think 
all three infections can cause runny nose, cough, fever, muscle aches, and generally feeling lousy. RSV can cause wheezing also. It's more likely to cause that than the other two viruses. And in little children, I mean, especially babies, it can make them very ill. In older people or older children and adults, RSV just causes a, a cold. Influenza can be very serious. Every year, many people die from influenza. It can be very hard to tell them apart. In our practice, when kids are coming in and they're sick with cold symptoms, we're actually running testing for all the viruses just to try to figure out which is which so that we can give guidance to families. And we're strongly encouraging that everybody over the age of six months get a flu shot and everybody who's eligible for the COVID vaccine be vaccinated as soon as possible. So as far as symptoms and knowing when to call your doctor, it is important to know that RSV is not the average cold, especially for little children and for children with asthma. So I worry a bit that families might go to the doctor with the cold, be told it's not COVID and think, ah, we're in the clear, it's all good, when they're not really in the clear. So you want to be aware of the signs of trouble breathing. And in babies, that may be as simple as they're just not eating as much as they usually do, and they seem kind of sleepy or crankier than usual, and you may notice some tugging around the ribs when they breathe. In older kids, you may hear wheezing. They may have a cough that just doesn't go away. They may have difficulty finishing sentences when they talk and not really be eating or have the energy. So if you're seeing any of that in your child, and certainly if they look kind of pale or maybe a little blue to you, you really need to call your doctor right away. Just because the doctor says it isn't COVID doesn't mean that your kid couldn't be in trouble. And influenza can cause some of these symptoms as well. So you always want to keep an eye on your child and always call if you have any worries. Always better to be safe than sorry. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, and we'll touch on that a bit more. But I imagine diagnosis is more challenging. So thank you for sharing the strategies that your practice is implementing to distinguish between what of these, if any, a child has. So tell us a little bit about care. And you mentioned vaccinations. Dr. McCarthy, does the flu vaccine help us with RSV or even covid Well, the flu vaccine doesn't prevent either one, unfortunately. Wouldn't it be great if we could have one vaccine that wiped out every single virus that caused the common cold? But I think anything that we can do that helps to keep us healthier helps to ward off other viruses. I should say, too, that there is, it's not exactly a vaccine, but there is a medication that can be used to ward off RSV, The brand name is Synergist. The chemical name is, I always have trouble saying it, palivizumab, (laughs) rolls right off the tongue. That is something that can be given as a monthly injection for young children, generally under the age of two or who are considered particularly high risk. You know, for example, children who are born prematurely or have congenital heart disease or have trouble with their immune system or lung disease. And certainly any parent who has a child that might fall into one of these categories should absolutely talk to their pediatrician about whether they should be getting these monthly injections. 
I think that everything and anything that we can do to help stop infections generally will help with all three, right? So we should wash our hands all the time, carry hand sanitizer with us, make sure that we're coughing and sneezing into our elbow and not on our hands, wear masks, especially when we're in crowded indoor spaces. By doing these things, we will help decrease the chance of getting COVID, of getting RSV, of getting flu, of getting all these viruses that can make us sick. Well, I'm glad you brought up the mask aspect because, you know, the World Health Organization, CDC, even if we are vaccinated adults or we have kids over the age of 12 that hopefully parents. Hopefully we have vaccinated them as well, but they're still recommending that we wear masks. And in my opinion, Dr. McCarthy and I have an 18 and a 20 year old and they're both at college. And while I hope they're adhering, they both are promising me, mom, I'm wearing a mask everywhere I go. Restaurant doesn't matter if I go to a Starbucks or class everywhere. And I think that maybe this is not made clear enough. People think I'm vaccinated. I don't have to. But there are all these other things. You know, Asian countries have been doing it for years, right? Right. Yes. No, they may have been onto something. You're absolutely right. Well, first of all, whether we're vaccinated or not, we should be wearing masks to prevent COVID because while it's very clear that vaccination helps to keep us alive if we were, if we were to catch COVID-19 and helps keep us out of the ICU and make it much more likely that if we catch it, we get a mild case, it doesn't prevent all cases. And we are seeing breakthrough cases. So even those of us who are vaccinated really should be wearing a mask, especially when we're in higher risk situations like being indoors with a lot of people. But you're totally right. Wearing a mask prevents all these other things too. RSV is spread by respiratory droplets. Those are the little the bits of saliva and snot and things that come out when you sneeze or you cough. When you wear a mask, you keep those inside. And if you're sick and if you're wearing a mask, if someone coughs or sneezes on you, those droplets don't get into your nose or mouth. So if we wear a mask, we're keeping ourselves protected. And I think for parents who have young children, Wearing a mask helps to keep them healthy so that they're less likely to pass on anything they might catch to their children, because obviously a little infant isn't going to be wearing a mask. So it becomes super important that we cocoon babies with people who are vaccinated and who are wearing masks and doing things to keep themselves safe. Well, I think in this COVID time, and since it began, we've heard respiratory droplets and snot and things like that more often than we have in the last 20 years, probably. But it makes some of us want to kind of just wear a mask from now on. My husband is like, I'm never going anywhere without wearing one again. And all these years that we've been catching these colds. And and I remember my kids had RSV when they were little and it was freaking scary. So I'd like for you to speak about prevention. Our kids are at school. We want them to wear masks. Not all kids are great with it. They put them around their eyes and they put them under their nose and they are playing with them and swinging them around on their fingers. But I'd like you to speak to those parents about how you want those parents to tell their kids about the importance of the hand washing, of wearing those masks, getting vaccinated if they can, because RSV, we're seeing this uptick. And you have explained 
probably the theories about why. So I think it's always important to remember that children will watch what we do even more than they listen to what we say. So I think that we as parents and people, whether we're parents or we have friends with little kids or whatever, we need to be role models. We need to be putting on our mask and wearing it properly. We need to be washing our hands and wiping up after ourselves so that our kids see, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And we need to remind our children, you know, pull the mask over your nose. That's how we wear it. And got to remember to wash your hands and wipe down surfaces. I think schools are doing what they can. And it's also an important thing to remember about RSV is when someone sneezes or coughs and what those droplets land on a desk or on a table or on a sink or a doorknob or something, those droplets can last for a while. So, you know, it's important to be wiping down services and to wash your hands because you could go into a room, there's nobody in there, you sit down at a table, you put your hands on the table, but what you don't know is the kid with RSV was in there right before you and sneezed into their hand and put their hand on the table. I know that sounds kind of gross, but we really need to be as fastidious as we can. And, you know, we did it last winter. We did it last winter, and we just didn't see much in the way of colds and flu and RSV. And it may be that we just need to do it again. Yeah, therein lies one of the problems, doesn't it, is people got this fatigue from COVID. So they're not necessarily willing to do it again. Personally, I might have had cave syndrome. I don't know, but I didn't mind it. I had my kids home and and I got to cook a lot. I mean, you know, some of us tried to look at the bright side of it, even though I lost my dad because of COVID. However, With that fatigue and being said, Dr. McCarthy, I'd like you to offer us your best advice about just exactly that, that we have to stick it out just a little bit longer and that you as a pediatrician are seeing this uptick in RSV, respiratory disease, which is going to confuse the parents, scare them and the child, flu, vaccination for flu and COVID kind of all happening right now at the same time, and that if we're just a little bit more patient and we do this together as a community, that we can hopefully tamper this before you pediatricians start to say, whoa, this is getting way out of hand. No, it's so hard, isn't it? I mean, I feel the fatigue myself. I, you know, reach for a mask as I'm leaving the house, and it just, it, we had that brief little time in the spring, right, where it all began to look so great, and it seemed like, vaccination was going to save the day and we're going to have our summer back and our school year back. And that moment was so wonderful. I that that feeling of, oh gosh, I've really hated all of this. And then now we're back where we were. And that's having that moment almost made it harder, right? Of that moment of freedom and that it makes it harder, I think, to put the mask back on. But you're absolutely right. It's what we need to do. We just, we need to hold out a bit longer. And even from a practical standpoint, parents, you want to keep your kid from catching a cold because like I said, if you try to send your kid to school or daycare and they're coughing, they're going to get turned around at the door and sent home as they should be, as they should be, because we have to know what, what about cases of COVID, right? And so, and then that's a missed day of work. That's, further difficulty for the family. So I think 
just think about it from a practical standpoint. You just don't want your kid to get sick this winter because you want to be able to go to work. You want to be able to live your life. You want your kids to be in school. So if wearing a mask and doing a little hand washing is what we need to do, it's what we need to do because we can't live our lives holed up at home. Yes, there are, there are upsides, having some of our family home with us and things like cooking, and I got very good at baking bread and taught myself to knit. But ultimately, we need to get our lives back. And for the time being, getting our lives back may mean more mask wearing and washing our hands and being careful. 100% and such important information and great points, Dr. McCarthy. Thank you so much. I can hear the passion. Parents, I hope that you will hear this show and hear what Dr. McCarthy is saying and share this show with your friends and family on your social channels because we don't need to see an uptick in RSV or flu while we're still dealing with this unprecedented pandemic. So if your kids are old enough, over 12, get them vaccinated and we're waiting to hear about the kids vaccine for COVID. But in the meantime, flu vaccine time, get your kids in for their well visits and speak to your pediatrician if you have any questions about any of this because you know the American Academy of Pediatrics our gold standard we love our pediatricians they are helping us to raise our children and to raise them safely because that is what it's all about really it does take a village and i'm telling you my village was run by my pediatrician when my kids were much littler so share this show far and wide Take this good advice that we're getting from the experts together. I'm Melanie Cole for Healthy Children, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and of course, Radio MD. Stay well.